Yay, we have Samantha Kazuch here. Yeah, thanks for coming up to Welcome. the ranch. I am yeah. so excited to be here with you ladies. I am obsessing over something you just gave us, uh, your manis- manuscripting journal. You have this manuscripting journal yes. where basically you organize, you deconstruct all the areas of your life, mm-hmm. you organize them, and then you manifest. Yes. This is phenomenal. Thank you so much. Yeah. It has Not been. to mention beautiful. It's, it's really gorgeous too. It's yeah. gorgeous and it's beautiful. It was in the box, it was in the back, and I pulled it up and I told her, no offense, but I can't wait to be done with this podcast so I can <laughs> sit down and go through this and start planning my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. What inspired you to do this? Yeah. So right when the pandemic hit, actually, I was in a completely different career space. I was an online business coach and social media. I was in the influencer space, all of that. And at the time, you know, when this tragic event hit our entire world, I noticed, you know, everyone, everyone was panicking, including myself with just everything going on. So I just started sharing my morning routine and what I did to kind of keep my mind right, stay positive, stay focused on not just my goals, but keep myself healthy and all this stuff. And I just started sharing that on Instagram, on stories, just really just to support my community through what was happening. And slowly people just started asking me like, Sam, is there like a PDF download for these journal prompts or where can I find X, Y, Z? Like what meditations do you use? All these different questions around my thing. And I was like, well, no, I I don't have anything created. Like that was never my intention behind Mm -hmm. sharing these things. It was just to support. And then it was my entrepreneurial bug, you know, struck again. And I'm like, this needs to be turned into a physical product because I thought by me sharing what I'm doing, I thought everybody did that, right? I thought everybody journals and meditates or visualizes their goals, if not daily, but a lot of the time. And I quickly learned to find out that they did not. So right away, I just kind of dove into constructing everything that I do. I made it into like a rough draft of what this journal could look like. And I just dove into manufacturing it and and starting what is now the manuscripting sisterhood community. I love wow. it. I, well, I think the great thing is I do do a lot of those mm-hmm. things right now, but I don't have a place for it. So when yeah. you have a place mm-hmm. for it in a physical object, you create the time for it. Yes. And that's consistency and a structure that keeps you held accountable as opposed to I'm going to meditate now or mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. It, it takes it from here and there to like a beautiful structure that supports yeah. your manifestation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also just the structure of the book and then being able to have that internal structure. Yeah. Because that's what you're creating, right? You're, and when you see it externally to your point, then you can start to create it internally for yourself instead of the, you know, just having to remember to do it. And you've got the book there. That's a big help. Yeah. 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 What does a morning for you look like? Well, now it's a lot different than it used to be. I used to be very much in my masculine energy 24-7. It was wake up, go, 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 work out, go, go, go. Um, But over the last probably like six, seven years when I really woke up from that and is like, Mm -hmm. I want to change my life, It a lot of things I changed for myself is including those kind of like not necessarily a slower morning, but more intentional morning Mm -hmm. with waking up. Instead of, you know, looking at my phone or running to my computer, it was, okay, let's visualize. Let's, I sit down and I meditate. I literally have a whole morning routine Mm. of where I have a candle or even like some Palo Santo or something that I light. I turn on, I now have a manuscripting playlist. So I turn on music and then I just go into now what is today, the manuscripting journal. And I start doing that and really Mm. pour into myself first 
before anything else. And of course, with that, I drink my greens, my coffee, and I, I take usually about 15 to 30 minutes in the morning to just do that. Sometimes longer if I have the time, but really set myself up to start the day with not only just intention, but to like, okay, what's important? What do I need to pour my attention into? And that energy really just holds this beautiful space for the rest of the day. Cause the rest of the day, so many different things can pop up, mm-hmm. right? Like bad things, good things, all of that. But when I start my day with that, it really allows me to make the best decisions for the rest of the day too. Mm, mm. That's wow. so true. Yeah. When you get into that consistent mm-hmm. flow, it's so beautiful. Yeah. It's amazing what just lighting a candle in the morning yeah. can do for mm-hmm. the energy in the room mm-hmm. or even Palo Santo. It's more than that because scent is such a memory trigger for us. Yeah. So if we're mm-hmm. having a consistent scent, yes. we're bringing back ourselves to not just an energetic cleansing, but to a remembrance. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I And that's why I even started doing it. I started teaching that to even my community because a lot of people think like, oh, why do you have to burn all these different things? It's very woo-woo. It's very yeah. witchy, you know? And it's like, no, it's actually not about that at all. It's to when you start doing that after a certain period of time, like now, even when I walk into a restaurant that is burning Palo Santo, yeah. it immediately drops me back into that yeah. feeling of my morning meditation. It relaxes me, makes me feel good. So if you can repeat that day after day, it's like your body just all of a sudden, oh, the music's yes. playing, the things are burning. It's time to relax. It's time to drop in kind it, of a thing. Yeah, yeah the nervous it's, system it's, responds exactly. to it's, it. It's yeah. neuro-linguistic programming. Yes. You're actually yes. allowing, you're retraining yourself yeah. and every one of those steps your body now responds yeah. to. And I, I love the, um, just the different incense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and yeah. also, what's wrong with being witchy? Witchy. <laughs> she was not going to let that being, go by. Being witchy is yeah. all about like, I would say for the most part and for most people is all about setting an intention Mm -hmm. and having a sacred ritual. And our morning can be a sacred ritual and our drive can be a sacred ritual and cooking a meal can be a sacred Mm -hmm. intentional ritual that -hmm. brings so much deep pleasure and wisdom into the moment and invites things beyond us. It's an energy structure, right? The ritual creates an energy structure and then Mm -hmm. that supports us in like, okay, feeling good every day and knowing this is what my routine is. I, when I first started my intuitive work every day, I would sit down and I would get, you know, downloads from my guides. What am I doing today? And I would really like get walking instructions. This is what you Mm -hmm. do. This is where you go. This is, and if, so it was, less creating, more listening Mm -hmm. and action, but it gave me a structure in a, like, not, you know, when you first tap into your intuition, there's no structure. You're just like, what is this? And where am I at? And all that stuff. So to actually light a candle to write down, Mm -hmm. well, I didn't write, I had a typewriter. That's love that. That's you guys (laughs) probably have never even seen one. Um, And I used to type on one. I used to do all my homework assignments on a typewriter. (laughs) I did. Yes, right? I, I know. That. And it's the like, white outline. Oh, the thing. white out. Oh, yeah. oh my yes. God. That's how um, far back it goes. But mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. but it was a ritual. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting how when you don't have that, I'll speak for myself, when mm-hmm. I don't have that, the day gets messy and it gets mm-hmm. really, um, you get overrun yes. by the obstacles, the things mm-hmm. that come up and take you away from the intention. Yeah. And you start 
you know, speaking for myself, I start like, oh, that becomes more important than the beginning of the day that I was saying was I was going to do. And so I think having and creating, writing down every morning, my memories of doing it just kept me more on task. Yeah. And it's so interesting because I've been contemplating, I need to do this again. I'm contemplating. That's not actually doing it. I'm just thinking about mm-hmm. doing it. So yeah. just another reference. Thank you for the book. Yes. I will be doing it. Yes. Yeah. So maybe that's yeah. what I needed was just the push. So I appreciate the push. Mm, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Me too. Mm, amazing. Okay. So you have this company mm-hmm. and how much of your day is structured around the company or are you one of those women or people that like created the six hour work week? Oh, it's kind of a mixture of of, of it all. There are some days where I am in the business from, you know, all day from 9am to 5pm, but I don't love that. That's like, you know, if there's some fires we need to put out, if we're launching something new, something that really needs my attention. But now as we're going into our fourth year, we have a lot of systems in place. I've been able to hire a lot of people. I've been able to outsource a lot of things. So for me Mm -hmm. to come in, like how I spend most of my days, I'm working maybe two, three, four hours in the business, but it's all creative work. Cause I'm more of the, of course, I'm the one that created the journal, right? I'm the one that's creating whatever. Mm-hmm. There's days that I get super inspired. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to create this content or pour into my community with a masterclass or a live or something like that. So the work I do now, I don't even really consider it work because yeah. it is mm. so much fun and I enjoy teaching and I enjoy supporting and I enjoy sharing and doing that creative stuff. Um, so it's kind it's kind of a mix depending on the season. And even right now we're heading into holiday season, which is basically kind of like our Super Bowl. Like a yeah. lot of people are buying <laughs> journals as gifts or it's in January. We run accountability challenges. So everyone is the new you, new, new year, new me, right? So mm-hmm. everyone's buying their journals to start on their new routine. So now I'm kind of in that prep mode to to support all the new women that are going to be pouring in over the next couple months. Wow. That's exciting. Yeah. So do you do online courses or do you do them like events in Austin or or talk more about that? Yeah. So we have right now a community, a free community where I come in and teach one masterclass a month. It's very in-depth. And outside of that, there are courses that the girls can sign up for that they can go at their own pace. And hopefully in 2024, the plan is to hold our first actual in-person event. Mm -hmm. But I do host two retreats a year, one in April and then, or one in the spring and one in the fall in Sedona. So that's a, that's a great way for the women to come and connect with me and each other. Mm. Wow. That's so great. What's, so give us an example of one of your favorite master classes that you like to teach. Oh, give us a lesson, Sam. Yeah. Yeah. What's a lesson? Yeah. (laughs) A good one that I just taught actually, which was our, our most, cause even though they're free, you still have to kind of RSVP for them. Yeah. But it was our, by far the most signups we've ever had for a class. And that was on um, money attraction. So just abundance and Mm. diving into that. And in that class, it wasn't more of like how you make money and, you know, financial stuff. It was just more, who do you have to become? What is that energy that you have to step into and and how to attract? So it was more of just like Mm. the mindset work behind it and really how you treat your money and how, um, we can, we literally create our realities, right? So with having these different dreams and desires, it's, you know, setting that goal, but also determining, okay, yes, what are the action steps I need to take to achieve it? But also who am I, who am I the woman that I need to become in order to be able to manage and hold space and energy for that type of money and abundance too? That's a big one because holding the space Mm -hmm. is key to keeping it. Yeah. Yes. 
Can you yeah. talk about that? Yeah, it's huge. Like, I mean, I have noticed so much in myself and growth over this company. Like I've had a lot of successful businesses over the decade of being an entrepreneur, but this one by far has far exceeded the, the revenue and income than any of my previous businesses in a, in a shorter amount of time. And I kind of like reflected on that, like, why, what changed? And for me, what happened was, the, and the first thing that I teach before any of that holding space is you have to be in alignment with what you do. Mm-hmm. And I think most people, mm-hmm. you know, they go to a job that they hate mm-hmm. or they're in a career mm-hmm. that they feel so tied to because if they quit or change jobs, it's mm-hmm. been a quote unquote waste of time. Yeah. And they're just so unhappy in what they actually do, but then they have these big goals of making more money, but there's no alignment there to make that abundance or attract that abundance in. So for me, the biggest change was, was actually doing something that I absolutely, truly, truly love. Like I love my previous companies, but not like this. Like this Mm. is a, even though there's fire someday and shit goes wrong, but it's like, Every single day, I'm waking up so excited and going into your fourth year of something, still being as excited as day one. Like, not many people can say that, I don't think. Yeah. yeah. So, do you have a recommendation for people who are in that situation where they're doing something they don't love yeah. and have an idea or a feeling about, wow, you know, if I could only get over here? Do you have a, a bridge or a mindset to support them and being able to traverse that? Yeah, I do recommend. Just start, just start something. It doesn't Mm. mean you have to quit your job today instantly. But if you have that urge, if you have that nudge, because even when I got the, for an example, when I got the nudge to make the manuscripting journal, I was making really good money as an online business coach. And I knew starting this journal company, Mm -hmm. an e-commerce company, something I've never done before, I'm starting at zero. Mm. And And I couldn't do both at the same time for very long because of how intensive it was to like launch this new company, mm-hmm. it was impossible to do both. And I honestly, I was done. Like I, I, once I, once you get that feeling that hit and you start taking action, you get become so disconnected from the previous that yeah. I didn't want to continue pouring into my previous students when I wasn't really there, like emotionally and mentally, I didn't find that fair either. Um, so what I did was I just started on the side, like starting the side hustle, like whatever that is, what do you have to learn to start that business? Just taking that little piece of action, whether it's making the Instagram account, making the website, making the prototype, like just taking that action on the side as you're going to your job and just starting. And then honestly, just slowly, but surely as you just continue doing that, the flip of a switch just happens. And all of a sudden you kind of have that confidence to then go into that job or shut down the current business and you just start going all in on the next one. Yeah. You know, so go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I love the side hustle. Mm -hmm. I think that's huge because mostly what I hear in the periphery is somebody isn't going out to work on their dreams because of health insurance. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I know so many people that have jobs they don't love for health insurance. So true. But if you have the side hustle, you keep the health insurance until you're paying for your own health insurance. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. I forgot what I was going to ask. Ah! <laughs> of course. Sorry. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm just, yeah, I'm in awe of somebody that is so good at creating and maintaining these structures. Yeah. I'm somebody that really needs like somebody to hold my hand through yeah. consistency. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's where, right. Like mentors and teachers or coaches come in. Right. And that's like, I guess another tip as well is like when people are jumping ship or wanting to start something new, it's like, there's so many resources. Like I literally, how I learned to build my e-commerce business is all on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, wow. All YouTube. Yeah. I was going to ask you how you went in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. Because that takes time in itself to learn a whole new craft. Yes. So wow. you got on YouTube, mm-hmm. you watched videos mm-hmm. on YouTube of how to start an e-commerce business. Yep. And I listened to a lot of podcasts. I like literally started just searching e-commerce podcasts and I got obsessed. And I'm like, wow. what can I learn? What are all these different tips and strategies? And then I started reaching out to my fiance. Um, he has an e-commerce business, nothing to do with paper or journals or anything like that. But like he knew how to like import stuff and and get get stuff shipped. So I he kind of advised me a little bit on that. But everything else was just like I I love learning. Mm-hmm. So when I get to learn something new, something that I don't know, that I'm like obsessed with, I'm like let me dive yeah. into it. Wow, that's you know I think the the key word you said for anybody, especially an entrepreneur, is obsessed. Mm-hmm. You have to have an obsession. Yeah with what it is that you want to do. And I remember hearing, you know, somebody really high up in the music industry, a music manager say, if he's not obsessed in getting or she getting to that microphone to be on stage and pushing everybody out of the way, they're never going to make it as a star. You have to have Mm -hmm. the obsession. And I remember with my psychic work, I was obsessed with sitting down every day and curiosity. What is it? And I could spend four or five hours, right? And that's the other thing you know when you're doing, you know, kind of what you're meant to do is time evaporates. It's Mm -hmm. just gone. There's Mm -hmm. not enough hours because you lose track of time. Yes, It really is the presence and the timelessness that happens when Mm. we're chasing our dreams. Mm. And so when you're obsessing about something Mm -hmm. and not mentally, but the action of, of that, it feeds you and that creates that opening that just like all of a sudden you've lost four hours because yes. you've heard two podcasts, mm-hmm. unless you're listening to Rogan, then right. you know, you, you finished it. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Joe. Come on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay. So you have a fiance mm-hmm. and you're making time for that, obviously. Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> Tell us about that. Oh, well, he is this incredible man that I literally manifested using the methods inside the journal. Oh. I'm not even joking. <clears throat> All right. We need okay. the story. So we need the story. <laughs> you're you're like the third guest in a row or second for sure. That it's about that manifesting. It's about manifesting yeah. their man and it yeah. worked. Yeah. So tell us your yeah. secrets. So just to give you an idea. So I didn't even meet Mark until I was 31, 32. Um, yeah. Four or five years. I'm 36 now. Yeah. Um, so my entire twenties, I was just single and dating. I was living in LA at the time. I just moved to Austin six months ago. So from my mid twenties to early thirties, I was in LA just perpetually dating and just (laughs) dating like, oh my gosh, just like all the wrong guys. Like, you know, and, but I was just so obsessed with trying to find my man because Mm. a lot of my friends were, of course, at that age now getting married, having babies. I felt like I was always the only single one and I was just obsessed with it. And then finally I started, I I came across this love ritual and I kind of ended up making it a little bit of of my own, but I started getting 
again, super clear on what it is that I wanted in a relationship. Mm. And what was really cool about being single and just going through heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak is I learned what I didn't want in a relationship, what I wanted in a man. Um, I learned a lot about myself as well. And I think, I mean, everything happens for a reason, right? And timing of everything. But I just look back in my 20s. I was like, wow, I had so much so many things that I had to heal Mm. that I had to let go of that I really, you know, that I had to work through. It's like, no wonder I wasn't attracting my person Mm, because as we know, they're a reflection of ourselves. So if I didn't like how they were treating me, it's like, well, Sam, take a deep look inside. How are you treating yourself and how are you showing up in this world? Right? So Mm -hmm. I, started this ritual and I just took little things that I'd learned from other people. Cause again, I became obsessed, right? Mm-hmm. With finding my word. <laughs> <laughs> so I did little things like one of the biggest things that I, I still swear kind of like works this day and all of these do, but I set up cause I lived alone my entire twenties, but I set up things in my apartment with creating space acting as if there is room in my life for a partner. So like, mm-hmm. for example, the bedside table, one of them was completely cleared. That's for him. Um, a little tiny space in my closet. Okay. That's a feng shui that, thing, a, actually. Yes. To welcome in a partner, you have to have two bedside bed tables. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You cleared the spot for I, him. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going. So okay. one on each side. That's such yes. a... So yes. girls, mm-hmm. move your bed away from the wall. Add another table. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. So yeah. I did that. Cre- created wow. space in the wardrobe for him, right? Um, and just, so that was one thing. The second thing that I did, which still really just like freaks me out to this day a little bit, but I would visualize this man in my life and how I would visualize it is I always saw it like from the back looking up, like it's almost like I was like either behind them or from the outside looking in, but I just remember visualize seeing me and him and a dog on a balcony looking out towards the ocean. Okay. So mm. that's, that was always my visualization. Like when I thought of this man and like all these other things, like that visualization just always kept coming into my head. And what's crazy is I'll share a little bit more, but when I moved into Mark's house, he literally had a balcony facing the ocean. And it was like that same visual wow. that I had been seeing. And even cause it was up high. So even when I saw it from the mm. ground up, like that's what I was looking up at. And it wow. was, it was, it just like blew my mind when, you know, I came over to his house and I didn't kind of notice it then. I noticed it more when we would finally start spending time on this balcony. And then, you know, uh, about a year later, like we got Milo, which is our golden retriever dog. And we were still living there. And it's just like, oh my God, this literally is my visualization has come to fruition and is in real life wow. now. Um, so there was that part of it. So visualizing was huge. But then just getting—I don't know. That sounds like more than I, I, visualization. I was just that sounds say, like a psychic download. Was that maybe? Yeah, that's what I want to ask maybe. you. Where's the, where, where was yes. it psychic or manifestation? Right? Where was it yeah. like you were reading it? Where's the difference between creation and yes. manifestation? I'm I'm curious. I'm asking you. No, what's I've, the difference between creation and manifestation? You know, I've I've shared this story before, and I've never even th- thought. To put it that way, that's yeah. what downward. I feel like. Yeah, like yeah. you were seeing it already. You weren't creating it. Oh, he's not going to look like this. I'm going to put. Yeah. Like it was received. You received the vision received of who it. he's going to be, as opposed to you creating. He, I like water. I'm putting a water. I'm putting a balcony. No, I'm putting him. You like, are so right. So that's this the was difference. a download. Yeah, this was a yeah. download because I. Yeah. 
And you, but the thing, the thing that you did is you invited it, you created the space Mm -hmm. for it and energetically. And then that's manifestation is you feel the energy, but then, you know, yeah. Okay. You were about to keep going. I want all the keys to the kingdom. (laughs) Keep going. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So from there it was like, notice how hot it got in here. I know. It's actually really hot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't think it was that hot, but all of a sudden this temperature has risen. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, then I really started getting clear. Like I literally wrote down just characteristics. And even after I dated any guy and I saw something in it, I was all like, okay, this is like, I I wrote down the opposite. I never wrote down what I don't want. Cause I feel like when, even when you write down what you don't want, your brain is still looking at it as like, oh, you want this. You never do that. Yes. Yeah. So I really got super, super clear on that and just, Every single day, I would just start really being intentional again with how I was showing up in the world, Mm. like really leading with love. Um, And I started taking better care of myself. Mm. Mentally, emotionally, I started a lot more of my healing work. You know, I Mm. kind of had like a bigger ego back in the day that was just more of a survival thing for me because I was very independent. I had to be. So I think just turning back to more of my feminine energy Mm -hmm. because I was very masculine energy dominant because I had to be independent. I had to take care of myself, pay my own bills, started my own companies, all that sort of thing. So I learned, I was like, wow, I have to like be tapped back more into that feminine energy, that creative side, that flow, that loving, that nurture, you know? Mm. So I really just kind of changed or just not even changed, but just really started being intentional with how I was showing up in the world. And then also Mm -hmm. how I took care of myself and focused a lot on my own healing too, and started to have to really forgive, you know, past people, past relationships. Like instead of being like, Oh God, that guy was a dick or an asshole. It's more just like, you know what? Like all of that happened for a reason. And you know, I I can't hold on. I have to let it go. I can't keep bringing that into the next relationship. Mm -hmm. So it was a lot of reflection too. How'd you, what's your letting go process? It's funny. I was curious too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is this in the book by the way? Yeah. There's a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, for me, it is literally writing it all out. Like first, like whether I have to, however I drop in, whether it's like through meditating a little bit, thinking about it, but really writing it all out on paper, like writing out everything that is bothering me that I feel terrible about that, you know, Mm -hmm. feel ill, like anything that is coming up that's negative. I write it all up. And then honestly, like my letting go is tearing it and burning it. Like to me, that symbolism of like, that part. And then also forgiving, not just myself, but the other person too. Mm -hmm. And I usually do that uh, in meditation. And I just do the whole thing where I just imagine them in a beautiful green heart chakra bubble. And I just put them in that and send them love. It's not something that I ever feel I have to go speak to them about, right? Like this is our own own journey. Um, But that's just like my process. And I do that once, maybe twice, maybe three times until it really just settles in and clicks and yeah wow you sound so much like our friend Teresa (laughs) and she is a manifestation queen but there are some big through lines here and um in letting go is so big 
right? Yeah, it's like it invites big. a new yeah. energy. So if you want a new life, it's the Einstein quote. You got to do it differently, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. letting go. So once you write down all the things that you're looking for, what happens with that? For my man? Yes. Yeah. For uh, your man. How about that one? So with that one, I actually just, I went super like I loved at that point in my life when I was healing a lot and working with a lot of crystals and energy, like I would, I would get all the crystals with the rose quartz and the clear quartz to amplify I'd, I'd fold up the letter. I would put the crystals on it, do a little like just a love prayer over that. And th- that's kind of where it lived. And anytime mm-hmm. that I felt I had to revisit that, like, oh, I had an experience or, or maybe something maybe didn't become as important as it used to be, I, w- I would go back to it and just, uh, um, redo that. But where I did Mm. put it and I don't remember why I did this, but I read it somewhere is I put this letter, um, between my mat, like under my mattress to sleep on it. So Mm. it would like, I think it's just supposed to energetically supposed to just like infuse Hmm. as you sleep. So it worked. Yeah. 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 It worked. (laughs) What does he feel called in? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's interesting when we met, um, it took us about, we, we knew we met each other, but it took us about six months before we really started seriously dating because he wasn't looking for a relationship. And he just saw me as like, I love the way he tells this story. He'll have to tell you one day, but he was just looking at me as like another notch on the belt. And I, at that point had healed to like, because before it was like, you know, I, I was not in shock over here. She's like, where's he at? I want to have a conversation with him. But here's the thing. He never told me that, or even, he never even asked me out. Um, but he slowly got to know me. We met at the gym and he slowly got to know me through just us seeing each other. And he knew at the time I was also like modeling and acting and doing all these sorts of things. And he wanted to hang out with me, but didn't want to ask me out but we had a couple business opportunities to get together and that's where he really got to know me. And when he got to know me, he was all like, Oh damn, like this girl, like this girl's legit. Like this girl isn't someone that I'm just going to mess around with. Like this girl's like girlfriend material, but I'm not ready for it. (laughs) Mm. So what was really cool is for the first time, this is after the fact, right? I didn't know this was happening in the background. I thought he was just not that into me to be Mm. honest. Cause he never asked me out. I'm like, there was never a guy that I hung out with that didn't ask me out in LA. Like truly, like this isn't even to be like saying it's just a certain it way. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just how like, it was. Like if they didn't did you ask, go, is he gay? I literally <laughs> thought right? that. I literally like, thought that. He's like, not firing. It's like, right? what else is there? Literally. It's not like girls. Right. And no, seriously, that's yeah. literally the thought that I had. And then we slowly got to know each other. And, um, finally, um, yeah, there was just one day that me and my girlfriends went out paddleboarding and he lived on the Marina in LA and he's all like, well, do you guys need paddleboards? Why don't you guys come through and like borrow ours? We have a bunch at our place. And I was like, great, sure. Cause it's, you know, kind of pricey to, to rent out there where you live. And, uh, we went out there and he's like, well, can we, me and my, he had roommate at a time. Can we join you? And we're like, yeah, of course, more the merrier. Like I didn't think anything of it. I was like, whatever, come hang. And that day was like the first time we hung out in a non-business atmosphere Mm. and we really just connected, had fun. Like we paddleboarded our day all day from there. We went out to dinner and then from there, um, I spent the night and then from there, 
here we are today, never looked back. So it was kind of cool that we had that whole six months. We got to know each other with no pressure, with no, no relationship stuff in the way. And then literally like from that moment on, from that day, I've never had to, we never even asked each other, are we together? Are we exclusive? I never had to question where I stood with him. Wow. It was wow. like, yeah, never. How wow. long was it before the dog happened? Yeah. Um, after the, that day. After that day, it was probably, I think, almost, I think a year. Okay. Because then, because that happened over the summer. And then I moved in in December, actually. Like, we just kind of like, at that point, knew. Like, was it was, James. it yeah. was just, it was just like, wow. And then we moved in together. And then that was a big test because we I moved in basically right before the pandemic happened. So we went from like living our lives to like, oh, we're together, right? Every single day on, yeah. on, on lockdown in LA. So we quickly like learned and had to live together really like like that and that. And we we loved it. And well, just, go, going back to yeah. the the shift from mm-hmm. business partner, friend. Mm-hmm. understanding each other and then moving to sleeping over and yeah. connecting. And yeah. when did the, like the physical attraction drop in? Was it always there? You always thought, or, but when, but yeah. it, but there, I'm hearing it wasn't because there wasn't any, so sooner or later the fire got lit. Yeah. yeah. When was so, the bedside yeah. table used? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I'm just yeah. like, like, how did that, like, so for yeah. myself, mm-hmm. I worked with Bobby uh-huh. and I thought, oh, he's cute, but he's not my type. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's, you know, mm-hmm. and got to know him at work and all these mm-hmm. things. And only ours was a much shorter journey. It was yeah. six weeks instead of six months. Yeah. And um, a guy in the office threw us together and said, yeah, I was walking out the door. He's like, take Bobby along. Right. And I'm like, okay, fine. And so we went out, but in that process, we, everybody who I was supposed to go out with bailed on me that night mm-hmm. and ended up just being the two of us. And we were sitting across the table and we had this literally a six hour conversation and shut the bar down. And in that process, like we both fell in love. Yeah. Like I, I literally saw in his face the moment he fell in love with me. Like <gasps> I can tell you, like I went, Aww. oh, he just fell in love with me. Like I just, like, I didn't even know I was psychic then, but I knew that. Right. Yeah. And then I was just telling him this story the other day. He's like, no, you didn't. I'm like, yes, I did. <laughs> and, and then I remember like, wow, that's, he's really sweet. This is cool. We left the place. We walked outside and he consciously stopped in front of a jewelry store and kissed me in front of the jewelry store, our first kiss. That's when I fell in love with him. (laughs) So it was like, I mean, it was so, so for me, it was a kiss that made the connection to, oh, he's handsome. And then it was like, oh my God, he's my guy, yeah. right? So for me, it was a kiss. It was that connection. Yeah. And so I'm just wondering what shifted for you from like, wow, he's a he's great over there yeah. and I'm good here. Yeah. Cause that's how I was. Yeah. Like he's not my person. Yeah. Yeah. I have a similar kind of story to that. So that day that we went paddle boarding and went to dinner after dinner, we all went out. So this was just kind of like a group, six of us the whole day. We just had so much fun. We didn't want it to end. We went out to a bar that night and still all day, like there wasn't anything like, yeah, he's, he's handsome. He's strong. He's very mm-hmm. muscular, like all of that. But because he hadn't shown interest in me, I didn't get that energy back. Right. I like, got it. like, but it wasn't until we were at the bar and we were sitting next to each other. Everyone's just having fun, talking, whatever. 
and he put his hand on my leg, literally just his hand on my thigh. And at that moment, I looked at him and we just started making out. Oh, that was it. That was the moment. That was the moment. That was the moment. That was yeah, the moment. There's always a moment. There's always that moment. There's like, a moment. It was finally that. Right? You have a moment, right? I have a moment. Mm-hmm. I definitely have a moment. It was making out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In spot. Yeah. We like, yeah. It was a town in, in Israel. In Israel. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's so Where great. Where you just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was just like that. Finally, yeah. the, it was that. It was that sign like he was ready. I was ready. Right. Yeah. And yeah, it was just so funny because we were just, it, we were like kids. We ended up like, we were like making out at the back of the bar by the bathroom. Like the bouncer came over and he's all like, take her home, dude. Like get out of here. Like, what are you kids doing? Like, it was like, so like young high schoolish, you know, it was so funny, but wow. yeah, that was the moment. Oh, so great. great. And so now you're. You said you call him your fiance. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you're not married yet. Not so married do you have yet. a date yet? Or are you We just got engaged in at the, right at the end of April, May this year. Aww. And yeah. Well, we're, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Super exciting. Um, we don't have a date yet. We're hopefully hopefully sometime next year. Um, we've just had so much going on with moving to Austin. Yeah. And um mm-hmm. it's been an interesting transition too, as far as just like, you know landing in this new city and making new friendships and relationships. And that's kind of one of the things we're kind of like holding back on, even as far as like a wedding goes, is just to kind of see like, hey, who is going to be our new people now and our Mm. new circle, right? Because that's even when going to book a wedding venue or even figuring out a guest list is like, okay, how many people and, you know, what time of year kind of a thing. So right now we're just enjoying this period. We're in zero rush. Like we feel, we feel we're so married already. (laughs) Like we don't need that thing to kind of solidify it. We've been in this place for a really long time, I feel. So um, it would just be something fun that we do hopefully soon. Yeah. Yeah. You're at a former wedding venue right now. Yeah, yes. people used to get married here. No yeah. Way. yeah, Oh, I love yeah. it. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. Oh, gorgeous. <laughs> I feel it. It's fun. Mm. Oh, gosh, that's so fun. Okay, so there's a segment that we do on this show mm-hmm. sometimes. It's called Ask Peggy. Mm-hmm. Have you mm. ever done a Peggy channel work? No. I don't think so. No. Okay, no. so no. so basically, <laughs> if you have a question that you want to ask Peggy, she'll go into our channel. What type of question? Ooh, any type. It can be anything about anything or about anyone, mm-hmm. right? Or situation. Or general. Or general, yeah. Ooh, this is really putting me on the spot <laughs> a little bit. It is. I'm like, I would love to know, like, what is it that I need to hear? Oh, that's a great question. So the thing that comes up is um, for you to allow yourself to continue to trust and to deepen your experience of um, connecting with your ideas mm-hmm. and not um, being, not you, please stop talking yourself out of all the ideas. Mm-hmm. Like you're shutting down the channel. Mm-hmm. Instead, let them flow, let them all flow, have different pages and different intentions and write, let each one have its full birth. Mm-hmm. They're saying you're cutting them down 
before you birth them, mm. birth them all, and then make a decision which one's going first, which is the favorite child, which was the ugly child, right? But they're saying giving them all the birth. And the reason they want you to give it its full birth, because there might be something, some crossover that as you birth this one, at the end of that idea, there's something that is the beginning of this one over here. Mm. So they're saying there's actually the fluid, a fluidity and a connection to them, in, but you're compartmentalizing them. So they're saying if you let them all give birth, then you'll be able to see the fluidity to them where the end of one might be the beginning of another one. Oh. Wow, you can feel all that energy? Yes. It makes sense Thank too. you. Oh my gosh, yeah. so much sense. Yeah. So much sense. <gasps> yeah, and that's going to really enrich your life and your yeah. experience of your creative ability. And it's going to just, I feel this fullness that comes in mm-hmm. and expansion. Mm-hmm. And it's going to save you. You think you're saving time by cutting off the ideas. Yeah. It's actually taking more time because you're stopping the natural flow of what wants to come through. Mm. So just birth the whole damn thing, mm-hmm. right? Just birth it. Mm-hmm. And then if, it, if there's a pause, then you can birth the other idea, whatever. But make sure you go back because there's there's information there and it's incomplete. Okay. Yeah. I Ooh. feel that. I, I needed I, to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I definitely have some big projects that, you know, whether it was my decision or someone else telling me, like, it's like, don't do it, like, not the right thing, you know, all of that stuff. And I was like, okay, makes logical sense. Why not to? But that mm. makes a lot of sense because there have been some projects that have not been birthed and they're constantly weighing on me to bring out. But it's like, logically, it's like, no, not now. And now I'm like, now they need to come through. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And, yeah. and that's and that's going to open, that's going to expand things in a way that you can handle. Yes. And then that expansion creates a bigger creation, right? That's how, well, you know, you're an entrepreneur. That's mm-hmm. how businesses are built and expansion happens. Yeah. And yeah. So, wow. Thank you. Well, thank Cause you. Because I, you know, something I think I needed to hear as well. Yeah. 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 Yep. All of us. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Well, this oh, was so thank much you fun. So much thank you so much for coming. so much for how do, having yeah. me. How do people get this? manyscripting.com oh that's amazing so it's manyscripting.com yes okay amazing thank Thank you you. thanks thanks for coming. coming